We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Here you go, Matt. Here you go, Danny. Afternoons on The Score. My point of view with that, and really for our entire organization, is flexibility. I think any general manager, any head coach in the NFL just wants flexibility. The ability to acquire more talent, the ability to move around, and really take advantage of opportunities that present themselves. So it was hard to go through this year, you know, not winning a lot of games. But at the end of the day, again, I think we're in a really healthy place where we have maximum flexibility to improve our team. That is Bears general manager Ryan Poles on Bears All Access. Dave wants that will be in studio coming up in one hour. But I've been looking forward to doing this segment for a long time uh, because the offseason runs through Chicago, and we've talked so much about Justin Fields and if he is or is not the Bears quarterback of the future. You know I think he is. And we have and will continue to do so much talk on what Ryan Poles should do with the number one pick in the draft. You know I think that he should trade down, acquire more assets, and continue to build around Justin Fields. But what do they do with the $120 million in cap space? What can they do? What must they do? Joel Corey's a salary cap expert. He's a former NFL agent. His articles uh, are at CBSSports.com. He can help us answer those more convoluted questions. He's on the Circa Resort and Casino hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Joel, as always, thank you for the time. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing well. So let's just uh, start with some some basics here. Bears have about $119 million in cap space this offseason, correct? Uh, a little less than that once you got the top 51, but it's uh, more than anybody else has, and it's not even close. All right, so how much does Ryan Poles have to spend at a minimum this offseason? Well, um, I think they're under the 90% heading into the final year, the three years. So in cash, he's going to have to spend money. He's probably going to be spending in cash $200 million. You have to spend 90% of the cap in cash over a three-year period, 2020 through 2022. So to be compliant, it's, got, it's going to be around that number of what he has to spend cash-wise. When you say cash-wise, what does that mean? What does that entail? Um, all, all the signing bonus gets attributed. Not, it's not like it is for the cap where it gets prorated. All the signing bonus gets attributed that you spend to the 2023 league year. So you started giving up signing bonuses, then that money can add up quickly. Okay, right. So it's, so it's not like $200 million in total contract value. You're talking about uh, if he signs 
free agents and contract extensions, et cetera, all of that together, you think it's going to be about $200 million. Yeah, that he has going to have to spend to be compliant. So let's say I'm just going to use this for illustrative purposes. Yeah. Let's say they decided to give somebody a $50 million signing bonus. Then you're a quarter of the way there. What? Okay, and what if their, if their uh, base salary was $13 million? Does that factor in or no? Yeah, it's uh, base salary, roster bonuses, signing bonuses, whatever, salary components. Okay. That counts as cash. Okay, so that all that all counts as, as cash. So two hundred million sounds like a lot. It is a lot, but you're saying it adds up quick. It's 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 doable in your mind. Yeah, if you're going to be um, aggressive in free agency, it's going to add up pretty quickly. <laughs> all right, so let's think about some of these potential contracts. Let's let's do it in house first. Let's say that uh, Ryan Pohl said, you know, I want to extend Jalen Johnson. At corner, second round pick, three years in the league, a year ahead of time. Uh, this is a time where I can negotiate with him. What What do you think a Jalen Johnson contract extension would look like? Uh, it's going to be north of fifteen million per year. I know that much, uh, if not higher. I'm just setting that as like a minimum baseline. And what? And where? So, what, what makes you say you know that much? What What makes you say that so confidently? If you're going to offer him that, he's just going to – you're not going to get to that. He's going to go, you know what, I'll just play it out and then maybe I'll stick a franchise tag on me, which will be about $20 million by then, or I'll go to the open market. So you have to make it worth his while to stick around. All right, because, yeah, his, his cap hit as of now for next year is only like $2 bucks. So, so – I suspect that's going up because he's probably earned part of an escalator. Okay. The, the proof, of, proof of performance escalator um, based on his play time. All right, so then what about a guy like Cole Komet? Let's say we want to extend a a tight end in-house this offseason. What do you think that looks like? If I'm him, I'm not signing anything that's less than Dawson Knox. He's at $13 million per year. $13 million per year. And, and is that based on production or based on what you think he would get a year from now? Uh, based on if you look at how he's performed next to Dawson Knox's first three years, he can probably make a case that he deserves that type of money. Okay. So or I'm looking at, or I'm looking at David Njoku when he got paid in his contract, year who didn't have 40 catches or, or 500 receiving yards. Who's, who's the next guy up on the pay scale at a little under 13, seven per year. All right. So you, so, so commit, commit is 13 plus. Jalen is 15 plus for Jalen Komet. Would you, cause, and I know you come at this, you know, an agent background. So you're talking about how you, what you would advise a player to not sign or to sign at. How would you handle uh, negotiations for receivers? Guys who have not been consistent producers and one who's coming off an injury, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. It's hard to, If I'm the Bears, I am not going to break the bank for these guys. Number one, they're not number one receivers. At least they haven't proven to be that. So you're talking a whole different market than the number one receiver market. The top of that market is essentially, I'm going to call it Hunter Renfro territory, $16 per year. I'm not going anywhere near that for those guys yet. So you think it's more likely than not that those guys do not get extensions this offseason? Yeah, well, 
Claypool did not have a smooth transition and make a huge impact once he got here. So I need to see more for him from him if I'm the team, first of all. And I'm probably going to address receiver in some way, shape, or form um, in free agency, uh, although it's not a great year for receiver just because every receiver under the sun re-signed with their own team last year. <laughs> now, uh, at least with uh, Mooney, you have a guy that was a 1,000-yard receiver in 2021, but that was a different regime. That's correct. So, all right, so um... – we're talking to Joel Corey, former NFL agent. CBS Sports is where you can get his information. Um, and, of course, you can get his information right here on the score. When you talk about these internal contract extensions, are they easier to get done with guys who were second round and below picks that don't have the fifth-year option that didn't get the big paydays on, on first-round picks. Like It feels to me like if, if Ryan Poles has to spend that money and it's not a great free agent year, it feels like Komet and Jalen Johnson, especially the two guys I started with, those should be fairly easy contracts for, for him to do. Uh, possibly. Um, the lower you go in the draft, the easier it is to get a guy to bite on a deal because they've made less money than – obviously since everything's slotted by where you're drafted, and if you're, say, a second so I when I used to have negotiations, it, it sometimes came to, and then you're like, mm, but that's not your market value. And sometimes you start having a double negotiation where you're negotiating with the team, and you're also starting to negotiate with your client. To, you're like, look, this is, if you play it out, you could be looking at this. But this is where it should be at a minimum to be acceptable. So that can sometimes come into play and can benefit the Bears. Interesting. All right, so, Joel, some people on the text line are still confused. Can you, can you clarify $200 million spent versus when they see people talk about $119 million in, in, in cap space? You're talking about because the minimum is what you have to spend over multiple years, correct? Yeah, it's over a three-year period. I'll give you an example. Last year, the Jaguars uh, went on a spending spree. Um, their team cash spending was over $250 million, and they were aggressive in free agency. So you can get to that point by being aggressive free agency and extensions. It's because you guys are under the 90% threshold through the first two years of the three-year period. You're going to have to spend over that to hit the 90% threshold. Nobody has ever – since they put this in, start of 2011, CB, it used to be 89% of the cap and cash over a four-year period. Now it's 90% over a three-year period. No team has ever fallen short of the minimum spend. So oh. the Bears won't get there. Okay. So they're going to be aggressive. It's going to be $200 million, uh, plus this offseason. That's going to lead to a ton of – that's going to lead to a very, very exciting offseason. Who are the best players that you expect to actually hit free agency? Well, usually the best players get franchised and in their positions that you wouldn't be looking at because you're not going to go looking for a veteran quarterback, so that's out of the way. Running back's going to be intriguing from the standpoint that if I'm the Raiders, I don't let Josh, I don't let Josh Jacobs out of town. I'm franchising him. Um, 
Looks like the Giants may be franchising a quarterback. I wouldn't have thought so a month ago. I would have thought it would have been Saquon Barkley. Um, he wants to stay put, but that might be a guy. I know David Montgomery's free. He's an upgrade over David Montgomery. I might look in that direction if he's on the if things aren't amenable to him staying in New York. Uh, I know he wants to be near the top of the running back market, but um, had a great bounce back year. Uh, Deron Payne, assuming that he hits the open market, um, defensive tackle that's been more of a run stuffer that actually showed he could get to the uh, quarterback this year, had double-digit sacks. Now, from a receiver standpoint, here's one guy that's intriguing to me, but he's kind of buyer beware. Michael Thomas will be released. The way they restructured his contract, he will not be around by the fifth day of the league year. Only problem is he's only played 10 games in three years. But when he used to play, he was great. And that's probably the receiver who has the most talent that could potentially be available. Otherwise, you're looking like it, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, if you're trying to get a receiver in free agency. What do you think Michael Thomas is going to command? Well, that might be one-year prove-it deal or it's going to be incentive-laden, even though if I'm him, I try to get back what I had, what I had left on my contract, which was $36 million. But if I'm a team, I'm a little reluctant to do that because he had not played in games in three years. That's a lot of foot and toe problems. Yeah. So I think that there's a chance, Joel, that they're going to, because there's not a number one receiver available in free agency and they have the ability to take on big contracts that they might look for the trade route, even though they already did it uh, for, for Claypool, I could see them doing it again. What do you think it's going to cost in terms of draft capital to trade for DeAndre Hopkins? I'm not waiting my no trade clause if I'm him to come to the, more, the team that has a number one pick in the draft. There's no way. There's no way I'm doing that. So if you're probably looking more at Brandon Cooks in Houston, who wants out the worst way, who has like 36 million left over in the final two years of his contract. Okay, so you think that DeAndre Hopkins would not be interested in coming to Chicago? At this point, his career probably wants to win and probably doesn't want to play with another quarterback on a rookie contract. If I'm him, I there's no way I'm going to Chicago. I was like, oh, wait, my no trade clause, but not to come here. No offense. Yeah, no, you're not you're not offending me. I understand. Uh, okay, so what about? I mean, my, let's let's say Brady leaves Tampa. Tampa wants to tear it down. And you wanted to go get Mike Evans? Then what? What type of what type of draft capital would it cost to get? So for, forget the no trade clause, guys. But uh, what type of uh, say Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans? These are different caliber receivers, I suppose. Godwin, uh, Devontae Adams. You know, to, to trade for the expensive veteran receiver, what type of draft capital do you think you're giving up? Well, the thing is, Mike Evans is starting to push 30 and I think he's going to either he's going to the final year of his contract so you're gonna to have to extend him <laughs> and the way that the uh receiver market jumped then that's well over 20 million per year but uh if I'm the Buccaneers I want a first for him um if I'm the Bears I don't want to give a first round pick Brand, Brandon Cooks has been traded <laughs> I think three times uh if I'm correct and the compensation keeps getting worse. I think the last time it was a second-round pick was what uh, the Rams got for him 
um, from the Texans. So I know they wanted that and more supposedly this year, but I wouldn't give up any more in the second round pick. Yeah, I can tell you the, the, the Bears will the, the Bears will not be trading a first round pick. I think that they, I'm not even sure they would trade a second. Honestly, they already traded their second for Claypool, and then they got the second round pick for Roquan, and I assume they'll recoup a second round pick when they trade their first pick. But I'm thinking that if they're trading a, uh, a draft pick, it's maybe a, uh, a third or a fourth for a receiver, Joel. Yeah, then you're not going to get Mike Evans for a third or a fourth. <laughs> Okay, so is that what can you think of any guys who they? Then you'd have to pay Mike Evans too because twenty twenty three is his contract year. <laughs> right. Well, so not, but, but they they have the money, right? Is that do you think that they yeah, would yeah, be? That, money's not the issue. <laughs> what is the issue? Um, he'll be thirty, and I saw Julio Jones fall off a cliff at thirty one. Will the Will the Bears front load these contracts in your mind because Fields is still cheap? Yeah, they could. Yeah, because this is this is the time when you can amass talent because you will never have a quarterback as cheap as you have him right now on a rookie contract. He's cost contained, so that makes a lot of sense to try to amass as much talent as possible now. Um, because if you squander these years, it's only going to get harder if everything turns around. What is the because uh, so like. Can you think of other guys that we haven't mentioned then that could be available because of ABC scenario where if Ryan Poles does want to be aggressive in this year and next year while Fields is still cheap, that we should be putting them on our, our radar? Well, you really need to improve that pass rush because you couldn't get the least amount of sacks in the league and your pressure rate was horrible. Um, so I'm assuming when you trade down no lower than fourth, you're maybe taking Will Anderson – uh, or either Jalen Carter, who's an interior guy. But the pass rush market, it's really Yannick Ngakwe, who's a lot younger than you think, who is coming from similar system. He's the Colts. Um, he's been traded multiple times. Marcus Davenport, that's the injury proposition. Um, Ngakwe would intrigue me because um, he's still very productive. He's basically going to guarantee you and close to 10 sacks. Okay. It's an interesting so – have you seen a team – I mean, we've seen teams with, I guess, more cap space, but the number one pick already having their quarterback and this type of cap space? I mean, because the, the Jaguars had the number one pick. They had their quarterback, but they did not have this much cap space uh, last year, right? So have you, have you seen a team this much in the driver's seat before? Uh, yeah, Cleveland's been in that ballpark because they used to carry over like 20 to $30 million in cap space each year. And I know Baker Mayfield didn't work out. Right, didn't have their quarterback. Yeah, that was their quarterback. And, and they were starting to amass talent. And I'd say that's the closest thing in recent years you've seen to this. All right, Joel Corey, CBS Sports, former NFL agent, cap expert. We appreciate it. As moves happen and rumors happen, we might call you back, sir. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Joel Corey with us on the score. Dave Wanstead in 40 minutes. Hey, we got some good news. Tanny's quitting. <laughs> According to the White Sox Twitter account. He said good news, not great news. Yeah. The White Sox have picked up the multi-year option for Jason Benetti, who is entering his eighth season as a member of the Sox broadcast team. Sox also announced a multi-year extension with Steve Stone, 
who is entering his 16th season in the White Sox broadcast booth. Yeah, congratulations. All right. That is good news. You didn't read the the bottom. No, what is the bottom? Well, you click on the tweet and it expanded. Steve Stone's playing second base. Oh, that's exciting. Got that going for you, which is nice. Well, now I can reach it. So, but that's interesting. So, so Stone signed an extension, picked up the option on Benetti. They worded it differently for the two guys. It probably happened differently. That's probably what happened then. I'm just curious. Yeah, I wonder what that means. We'll see if Benetti wants to come up. Now I can ask him. Maybe Stone didn't have an option because he thought, hey, maybe I'll want to retire. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's nefarious. I'm just that, that that is a there is a distinction there. I wonder if it's a distinction without a difference or if there's actually uh, a distinction there. But that's good news. The best broadcast team in town, one of the best in all of sports, Jason Benetti and Steve Stone will be back with the White Sox next season. I'll text Benetti, see if he's interested in coming on. Dave wants that at 4 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Now, look here. I don't like that kind of talk. Now, just stop it. It upsets me. People on the text line. We're going to get to some texts here in a minute. Uh, Dave wants that at 4 o'clock. Jason Benetti will join us on the show tomorrow. So the White Sox have announced that uh, picked up his multi-year option. Benetti is back. Stone is back. He says he's uh, prepping for a game that he's got tonight. So Benetti will join the show tomorrow. Work out of time. Chris Stapleton, sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Telling you right now, take the over. Yeah. If I know Chris Stapleton at all, take the over. Okay. Is that related to what I was talking about? That's a Chris Stapleton song. I just wanted to get it in there before Tanny faded it out. Got it. That makes sense. Hot betting tips. When was that just announced? Uh, like a few days ago. Nice. So any number. Yeah, whatever the number is, take the over. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Put next month's phone bill money on it, whatever you got to do. Okay. I'll be sure to do that. Um, The, uh, the texters didn't love Joel Corey. And I don't know if it was the shortness of some of the answers, the directness of some of the answers, or the the negativity of some of them. This one, though, I don't agree. Parkins sounds like he wants to tell this guy to go F himself, and this guy sounds like he wants to tell Parkins to go F himself. Who do you think blinks first? No. I like Joel Corey. This guy is a clown. This guy sounds like a normal caller. This guy was terrible. This guy's Mr. Negative. He's totally raining on the White Sox free agency parade. This guy is difficult. This guy sucks. This guy's hubarkish light as a wet blanket. I hate this guy. I mean, he has no allegiance to the Bears. He's neutral. He's telling you how it is, how he sees it. You are not going to completely overhaul your team in one free agent cycle. But Ryan Poles can be creative, he can be aggressive, and he can, anyone who he sets his sights on, he can get. It might need to be a small overpay, but he can get them. That's the reality of the situation. And it's uh, exciting even if at times it is 
you know, you wish there'd be 10 tier one free agents that hit it this off season and that you were the only team with cap space, right? That would be amazing, but it's going to be okay. There will be additions. There will be the DeAndre Hopkins won't want to come here because you had the worst record in the league. Take that one stung with the no trade clause, but you know, Ryan Bowles will figure out a way to make some improvements. Kyle in Wisconsin, Joel Corey upset him. How you doing, Kyle? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. It just uh, it was frustrating listening to him. Um, just because again, it's not so much DeAndre Hopkins coming to Chicago. Really, I just wanted to know what kind of compensation Arizona would even be looking, you know, to get for him. Because in my mind, he's no more than a third round, and you could justify even maybe going a little, you know, a fourth round even. Um, and I also think DeAndre Hopkins would entertain coming to Chicago because of the upside. Justin Fields has and all of the cap space that the Bears have and they can maybe pitch to him of you know here's what we're going to do and here's the game plan and Hopkins I think would be hungry for for a situation like that Um, and then just your comments about Mike Evans and how he was just so short and well then you got to extend them and it's like well yeah we understand that we're just looking for some sort of response as to draft capital and different options that might be out there and the fact that he just wouldn't entertain any of those questions was very frustrating, and I, I, I even I felt like you were frustrated or not frustrated, but maybe like, like can you just answer my question rather than just immediately like dismiss it? And um, yeah, just as a Bears fan, it was frustrating. He wouldn't give any insight into any sort of draft compensation for these players. Yeah, you know, I listen. I uh, I feel you. There, there. I was a little frustrated at times. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to solve the entire off season in one radio segment, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree, man. You know, it's exciting, and uh, he definitely deflated my balloon a little bit. Yeah, it's. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I get it. Just, yeah. w- just wait for the off season. Wait for it to happen. Things always right. Just, just because it's one man's opinion, we'll see how it goes. He, it's an informed opinion. It's a man who's been in the room, but he did listen. He he said they're going to be aggressive. He said this is the window uh, to do it. There is that number that they have to spend. I'll, you know. Those numbers on Komet and uh, Jalen Johnson both felt reasonable to me. $15 million per for Jalen Johnson. $13 million per for Komet. If anything, it feels a little high for Komet, but I think he's good. And when you talk about him versus Dawson Knox or David Njoku, like, I don't think that Njoku especially is much better. Uh, and then obviously Knox has a great quarterback throwing him the ball. Jalen is in a weird spot. He's a confident dude. He's going to bet on himself. He's going to want to be paid. He's a year away from a franchise tag that would pay him $20, 21000000 million, uh, but you could dangle 15-plus in front of him right now when he's only scheduled to make you know north of two next year. I, think, I still think both of those can, be, can get done, to be honest with you. So, it's a, uh, remember, premium players don't always hit free agency. There will just be a couple of them. So, whoever it does hit, those are the guys that you can go out and sign. And you can hold Ryan Pace, or Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles to, they should have hired guys with different names than the last guys, with the expectation to go out and get them because the idea of, like, what the, you know, what the Cubs were talking about, like, intelligent spending you you want to spend intelligently, but since you have to spend so much money, 
as long as they're not super long-term deals, you can overpay short-term. And remember, man, like the Bears are in a bad spot because they have a bad roster, but a lot of teams are in weird spots. I mean, the, the Jets today hired Nathaniel Hackett on a hope and a prayer that he's going to get them Aaron Rodgers. And even if they do get Aaron Rodgers, how long do you have Aaron Rodgers for? You have Nathaniel Hackett, who just looked horrendous in Denver, and you might give up two or three first-round picks in order to get a quarterback who might decide to wants to retire in a year. That's a tough spot. Baltimore has a quarterback who's awesome, doesn't have an agent, wants more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson, and runs around and gets hurt. That's a tough spot. Now, those are organizations that are in better positions than the Bears, right? The Ravens roster way better than the Bears. Jets roster way better than the Bears. But Bears have a lot of flexibility. If you have a guy who's good at his job in Ryan Bowles, Annie and Cunningham, who everybody wants to hire, there's no better scenario for a general manager. Now, you could say that there would be it'd be better if there were better players in free agency this year or if the number one pick this year was Caleb Williams or whatever the case may be. But in terms of if your guys who actually allocate these resources are good at their jobs, it's very difficult to have more resources than they have to play with. So they can be creative. They can get very, very creative. Yeah, people are saying it was uh, just not optimistic enough. I know. Bears fans want the moon and the stars. They want it all. And do you think he saw this negative feedback coming, and that's why he tweeted at me, you, Speaks, uh, and the show account, thanking us for having him on? No, I think he he, he does that a lot. You can check his timeline. He, okay. he, th- he thanks shows for coming on. So He likes the pub. One omission, though. You see who he didn't thank for obvious reasons? Tanny. You hear how bad the open was and how long it was? <laughs> I've forgotten about it. It was it was so long and so bad. Joel noticed. Yeah. He's like, no way am I thinking that hack. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably He's probably a Barrett Sports Media reader. He's like, that guy gets so much pub, I'm not going to be the one to further it. It's been months. <laughs> since they wrote about since, Tanny. Since they, wrote, since they wrote about Tanny. Do you have, you have something in the pipeline? Got something coming down? Yeah, big things coming. Big things coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Danny. Yeah. That's what, you, what you all guess. Yeah. Shut up. Get back to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, sorry. We were doing the show. Shane derailed us again. Oh, that's what he does. Sorry for making it about me in the show. Dave Wanstead at 4 o'clock. Coming up next, the trash talk is ratcheting up for a sporting event that I am incredibly excited for. About as good of a rivalry as you can get in pro sports. Next on The Score. Yeah, it's always, I always enjoy going on the road. It's uh, just you and your guys. feels like it's you against the world, and that's that's where we like to be. Do you feel like an underdog going into this game? I never feel like an underdog. That's Joe Burrow. Should never feel like an underdog. We'll talk to Dave Wanstead, get some stories from... Uh, Championship Sundays that he'd been a part of with the Cowboys. Dallas went to four straight in the 90s. Mahomes is now hosting his fifth straight at Arrowhead. Chiefs Bengals, man, this is about as good as it gets for me. Two top quarterbacks in the NFL. They've played each other before. They hate each other, and they're trash talking. Like, 
You think about Arrowhead Stadium, one of the loudest environments in the NFL. Classic, iconic stadium. Rabid fan base. Have set Guinness World Records for loudest outdoor stadium. Like they X factors there. X factor. Jesus was persecuted. I'll come back fighting. X factor. That meth head. Uh, they says that I'm a meth addict, which I I'm a cocaine addict and alcoholic. <laughs> exactly. Uh, imagine John Elway saying what he said here is Bengals players during the game last week when they were waxing the Buffalo Bills all over the field Bengals players looking into the camera shouting about where they're going next week we'll see y'all in Burrowhead not Arrowhead Burrowhead and hey they've won three straight now I could point out that those three straight wins Against the Chiefs, the Chiefs had a fourth-quarter lead in all three games, which, of course, would be factually accurate. They had an 18-point lead, a 7-point lead, and a 14-point lead in those games. There was the game uh, this year in regulation where Kelsey fumbled on the last drive. There was the uh, game with multiple defensive penalties on the last drive. There was the game where they won the toss in overtime. Then had the three and out, the interception in overtime. They easily could have won all three games. They lost all three games. And now you got Pat Mahomes with the injured ankle. But so Bengals players, not afraid. They've won. They've beat the Chiefs. They're confident. They're calling it Burrowhead. So presumably the Chiefs may be a little upset. Here's Willie Gay, one of the best defensive players on the Chiefs, talking about the Bengals offense. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? Nothing. Nothing. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. Crazy winning streak against you and the rest of the league. Just wax the Buffalo Bills. Nothing impresses him. Oh, okay. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? Nothing. Okay. Love that. So we got Chiefs talking trash. We got, we got, we got Bengals talking trash. Then we have locker room material. We got bulletin board material that they would talk about in a locker room. It's more bulletin board than locker room. Uh, This is Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football, twisting himself into a logic pretzel, talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, I think we talk about the conference then, and I think we've looked at it uh, the last 12 months as being Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Burrow kind of being the third man in, and it's, hey, guys, I'm in the conversation also. I think it would then be Burrow, Space, mm. Mahomes, mm-hmm. Space, mm-hmm. Allen. Because mm-hmm. if Burrow can beat Patrick Mahomes four times in a row and beat Josh Allen the one time, we're talking about a guy who's got not only the, the resume, but the mental and, uh, I guess, psychological warfare over his opponents. If Burrow goes 4-0 against Mahomes, that's, that's more than just a trend. Now, someone hit me up yesterday. I was talking about it, and they were like... Uh, you know, Jake Plummer was 3-0 against Tom Brady. It doesn't mean Jake Plummer's a better quarterback. Okay. Are they getting frosty about that? People are getting very sensitive, especially Kansas City fans. I understand. Saying, saying get out of here with that. It, it's a team game, and, you know, if if Andy doesn't abandon the run and gives Jarek McKinnon the ball in the second half, maybe we win that playoff <laughs> game last year. <laughs> That's a take. If, if this oh. doesn't happen, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. 
But I look at it as it's a quarterback league, and I know it's not quarterback wins versus quarterback wins, and they're never on the same field at the same time facing against each other, but you know, Joe Burrow goes 4-0 against Mahomes and 1-0 against Allen. How am I saying that Joe Burrow is not the first guy in the AFC? Uh, pretty easy. This game, if he went 4-0, he would be doing it against an injured Pat Mahomes. Uh, secondly, Joe Burrow has better players around him. Thirdly, Joe Burrow has zero MVPs. Pat Mahomes is soon to have his second MVP. And Pat Mahomes has a ring on his finger. And Joe Burrow does not. Super Bowl ring. That's ridiculous. If you were starting a team and everybody was available, there are 32 general managers in the NFL. Does anyone think that any of those 32 general managers would take Joe Burrow before they would take Pat Mahomes? No. But that's where we're getting to. We're getting to silly season. We got Dan Orlovsky talking about, well, you know, as a quarterback, Burrow's better. But as a football player, Mahomes is better. What are you talking about? Burrow is two. Mahomes is one. They're both incredible. They're both awesome. They both uh, are faces of the league in their franchise. And they're great. But this idea that he's overtaken him or something is crazy. Can you win some MVPs? Can you win a Super Bowl? Let's, let's, let's slow down a little bit. But I just love, and then you got Buffalo in this whole thing that feels like they underachieved. They're talking trash. They're going to still be there. It's just this, like, the AFC is loaded, man. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, Deshaun Watson wants to get himself back into that conversation. Lamar Jackson's a former MVP who wants to get himself back into that conversation. Are the, you know, the Dolphins feel like they have the infrastructure to put their quarterback into that situation. The Jets might be trying to get Aaron Rodgers. He would have himself in that conversation. Like The best quarterback in the NFC is, I guess, Jalen Hurts. And I came out of the Bears-Eagles game feeling like if Jalen Hurts was on the Bears and Justin Fields was on the Eagles, Jalen Hurts would not have done for the Bears what Justin Fields was able to do. Like, the NFC is wide open at quarterback. They got some great organizations. They got some okay teams. The the Niners are a very good team. The Eagles are a very good team. But there is not a lot of anything there in terms of the quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts won. Who would you say two? Dak? Ugh. I mean, I guess Rodgers right now. But I mean, Jared Goff, former number one pick, 28 years old, had a monster season. It is wide open for Justin Fields to be the best quarterback in the NFC. Texter, Parkins, your crush on Mahomes is embarrassing. I mean, okay. The guy had 5,200 passing yards this year with no Tyreek Hill. It, do, it doesn't really bother me. It, oh, ha- I, it happens. Yeah. And I know there are a lot out there who have that. Yeah. Uh, so do, do what you got to do, man. Thank I'm you. all right. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, it uh, kind of weirds Jackson out a little bit because he's kind of into you. But Well, listen, my taste is impeccable when it comes to quarterbacks. Is it Jackson? Is your taste Jackson? Can you it's, it's try Pat- to get someone to take Jackson off, off my hands? It's Patrick. Yeah, it's, it's you. Because you know what, Jackson, you never know. <laughs> you, I will say this. Whenever I watch Pat Mahomes, I think about how 
effing insane it is that he could have been a bear. That guy could have been a bear. Wani says, get over it. <laughs> no, Dave, I won't. I won't get over it. You know who talks about like that? Guys who had Sage Rosenfels and Eric Kramer. You know, no, I will not get over it. It's incredible. He is so good. Even in losses, he's incredible. So, no, I will not get over it. And, by the way, that's why I disagree that this is the biggest offseason like in Bears history. They have the most resources in Bears history. But the, the biggest offseason was when they had the opportunity to draft the best, most talented quarterback that we've ever seen, and they didn't. That was a bigger offseason. You blew it. You had the opportunity to have the generational dude. Mahomes has hosted five straight AFC title games. That is ludicrous. And be like, oh, I saw a dude from Football Outsiders today being like, is anyone concerned that if he loses this game, he'll have X number of playoff losses that are already at this point in his career? Yeah, you know why? Because he keeps getting buys in the first round of the playoffs. It's just completely insane. So I just think that matchup is so great. The top quarterback in the league debate that people can have, the fact that it would be four straight wins in a short period of time for the Bengals over the Chiefs, the fact that it's in Arrowhead, the level of trash talk that exists between the two teams, the fact that we got to a point where we were like Brady Manning, Manning Brady, and it really felt like that was the biggest thing. That's what's happening right now between Burrow and Mahomes. And the NFL's so amazing that it's not a star thing. Like back in the early 90s, uh, or it is a star thing, it's not a market thing. In the 90s, it was stars in big markets, right? It was the Cowboys and the Niners. And yeah, but and then the Packers were in there, and that was the small market. But that's the, that's the power of the NFL. That the modern day Brady and Manning is Mahomes and Burrow, and it's in Kansas City and Cincinnati. And it feels like we're going to get to watch him for a decade. And I know it's not for long and things end quickly and things can fall apart. But it also is why, especially the Burrow thing, like the Chiefs were a good organization before Mahomes once they got Andy Reid. You know, winning 11 games, going to the playoffs every year with Alex Smith. But the Bengals were the Bungles. And then they got Joe Burrow. They were talked about as one of the worst organizations in pro sports. They got the quarterback. Now their championship window is 15 years. So I cannot wait for, the, for both games, obviously. But I think that game in particular is truly, truly special. What else is special is the opportunity to talk football and drink bourbon with Dave Wanstead, the most interesting man in the world. Wani in studio next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.